In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we implore you to hear our prayers and to lighten the darkness of our hearts by your gracious visitation. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the third Sunday in Advent is recorded in the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40. Comfort, yes, comfort, my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended that her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The voice said, Cry out! And he said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord our God stands forever. O Zion, you who bring good tidings, get up into the high mountain. O Jerusalem, you who bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up. Be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord our God shall come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead those who are with young. This is the word of the Lord. Oh, 
The epistle is from 1 Corinthians chapter 4. So let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. For I know of nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this. But he who judges me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one's praise will come from God. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 11th chapter. Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. 
Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. This is the gospel of the Lord. We confess with one voice the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
the Spirit and the church cry out, Come, Lord Jesus. All those who await his appearance pray, Come, Lord Jesus. The whole creation pleads, Come, Lord Jesus. Gaudete in Domino Semper, Iterim Dico Gaudete. That's Latin, for rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. You just heard it sung, and it's an invitation. It's an invitation in the form of an imperative, gaudete. It's a command, like take, eat. It's an invitation. Rejoice. It's a beckoning for us to join in with the glad tidings of the King of Kings, just as we hear the word of the Lord our God spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Another command, another invitation. Comfort. Yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Comfort, comfort. It's a commanding invitation. And it is given to be preached as that comfort, as the comfort itself, the answer to our suffering. It itself is our cause for rejoicing. God's people have received comfort and joy from the Lord's hand. Paid double forgiveness for all of our sins. What a clear statement, what a clear confession of faith, of the faith given to us in holy baptism, given to us in the comforting crucifixion and the rejoicing resurrection of the Lord our God, Gaudete. We can rejoice in this. Now it came to pass, when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples, that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? Yes, Jesus is the coming one. He is the promised Messiah of Advent, who preached and taught in their cities and preaches and teaches in your cities. And John the Baptist, the last of the Old Testament prophets, well, he does exactly what Old Testament prophets are given to do. To prepare the wilderness, prepare in the wilderness the way of the Lord, to cry out and direct others to the Lord's advent to the works of Christ, to Christ's preaching, and to Christ's flesh and blood. So in response to their question, are you the one to come, Jesus answers John's disciples with another inviting command. Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. These works of Christ are inviting comfort 
and joy. Announce to God's people of old and announce to you that your warfare is ended, your iniquity pardoned, your sins forgiven. These works of Christ remind us and sound quite like the Lord's comforting beatitudes, which you certainly know, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Gaudete. The comfort is that the dead are raised and the poor have the gospel preached to them. The comfort is not merely that the blind see and that the lame walk. It is not merely that the suffering, those suffering from leprosy are cleansed. These miracles surely show that God is praiseworthy, but they are aligned in ascending order. The greatest miracle of all is that the dead are raised and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Greater than all other blessings given to us as daily bread, greater than our house and our home, our clothing and shoes, our protection from the government, our security from insurrection, greater than the gift of a wonderful choir, greater than the gift of a beautiful snow, that the dead are raised and that the gospel is preached. Gaudete. So Jesus asks the multitudes considering, concerning John three times. What did you go out in the wilderness to see? And each time Jesus asks, he offers a different answer. First, a reed shaken by the wind, as if to suggest that great deeds and enchanting speeches even miracles and other spectacles, huge blessings, as if our reeds or grass that are rolling in the wind. Second, a man in soft garments, as if to suggest that the first century political powers like Herod or compelling personalities like Caesar are merely men wearing fancy clothing who are feeble like flowers or morally weak kings that appear good for a while but will wither away. Was John these a great speech maker, perhaps a showman or even a political leader? Is that what they went out to see? That is not John. No, for Jesus asked a third time, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. John the Baptist is Malachi's prophesied Messiah, the messenger, the greatest man born of women. Greatest in work and deed, perhaps. But John is less even than the least in the kingdom of heaven. The least, that poor man, that blessed man, who hears the gospel preached to him. Neither John nor these poor men are worthy of the kingdom of heaven by their own works, spectacles, speeches, nor they have they deserved the kingdom of heaven. 
But Jesus has given to them and to you by his grace the comfort of his justifying works and his rising from the dead, which becomes your own rising from the dead. Gaudete. Just as John's disciples are asked what they are looking for in the wilderness, we are asked the same thing as well. What is it that you are expecting to rejoice in, in this wilderness of life? To rejoice in the temporary flashes brought by happiness of a good holiday season? Perhaps rejoice in an opportune time to cash in or to buy into the stock market? Or is it that you come to rejoice in the triumph and security that comes from the putting down of your enemies? Perhaps you have put your hope and your rejoicing in Elon Musk and Donald Trump. Or are these just like a passing breeze that pushes like reeds and grass? Do we find our joy in the daily bread given to us more than the eternal bread given to us? What is it that your comfort rests on? Is it in your own blooming royal works? Or perhaps we forget that what comfort feels like because of our own struggle with sin, with our weakness, with temptation, and somehow we think that our comfort is our own works and not the works of Christ. And then we forget the comfort, comfort given to us. Perhaps the temptations have become too big an offense for us to forgive ourselves or to realize that it is Christ who forgives us. Do our own works wither us away as if we are just some passing king or flower whose glory no longer endures? As Paul says, but with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by human court, that is by Paul's own works, Yet I am not justified by this, but he who judges me is the Lord. We are justified by grace, by the gospel preached to us poor sinners, the grass of the daily bread given to us by our Lord is still just temporary, and the glory of the works the Lord has given us to do will pass and will fade. But the word of the Lord our God stands forever. It is in the name of the Lord our God, which stands forever on you in holy baptism. And his word of absolution, which forgives your trust in these other things. He is the flower that will not fade. The word of the Lord our God is that comfort that we are commanded and invited to hear and to receive, by which to rejoice in song. On Jordan's bank, the Baptist cry announces that the Lord is nigh. Awake and hearken, for John brings glad tidings of the King of Kings. Our hymn beckons us again with another imperative command, an invitation. Awake, awake and hearken, 
For the gospel today is proclaimed and heard through the words of Isaiah. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. All flesh shall see it together. It sounds just like John the evangelist. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory of the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Go and tell John the things that you hear and see. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. John and Isaiah, Malachi and Paul, they bring glad tidings and they sing together the works of Christ, the works of the Lord our God. The word of the Lord our God comes to stand in the flesh amidst the waters and the storm, to stand in the wilderness of temptation. And he does not wither away in these things. The word of the Lord our God comes to ride on in the popularity of Palm Sunday and to shake in the bad times of trial and persecution. But he does not fade away in these things. The word of the Lord our God comes to fulfill the prophet's and the apostles' words to reveal his glorious flesh that all might see it together, that the least in the kingdom of heaven, who is greater than even John, hears this comforting gospel preached to them. The word of the Lord our God stands forever. Gaudete, rejoice. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In our prayers this morning, in addition to those listed in the congregation at prayer, we remember our brother Bob Piper, who fell down his stairs at his home last evening and is in critical condition at Waukesha Memorial Hospital in intensive care. We also pray for the family of Russell Cipherline, the father of Reverend Christopher Cipherline, who died on Friday evening. Let us pray. In you, O Lord, we rejoice and trust in the precious promises of the gospel, of the comforting message of the forgiveness of sins. Give us joy at all times, 
under the cross of affliction and make us reasonable in word and deed that all would recognize our Christian confidence in your son's advent. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Heavenly Father, protect, bless, and preserve Katie Laubenstein, Bethany Christensen, Sue Cocklemeyer, Evan McMiller, Kayla Kittemeyer, and all who celebrate baptismal birthdays this week, that preserved in Christ, they may remain faithful unto death. Lord, in your mercy. Holy Father, lead all pastors to regard themselves as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. May they be found faithful and trustworthy as they carry out their duties. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, comfort persecuted Christians in every hardship, embolden them to persevere and continue to confess your blessed and saving word, which stands forever. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for the gift of holy matrimony. Bless Brent and Evan Ingram celebrating a wedding anniversary this week, that their love for each other may be rooted in the promise of the gospel of their Savior. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, bless Congress and the justices of our nation, Joseph, our president, Tony, our governor, and all others in positions of civil authority. Lead them to administer their duties diligently in all wisdom, justice, compassion, and contentment for the well-being of our nation, and especially for the benefit of your holy church. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, the prophet Isaiah looked for the day when blind eyes would see, deaf ears would hear, Lame legs would leap and mute tongues would sing for joy until the final day of restoration draw near to all who have requested our prayers, especially Cindy Runau recovering from hip surgery, Mary Berenger suffering the effects of cancer treatment, Bob Rothy, Peyton Locklear, Jamelyn Martin, Kathy Miller, Heather Peters, and Josiah Berenger in treatment for cancer and Bob Piper, who lies critically ill in the hospital after a fall. Give them healing according to your gracious will. Uphold their families in your peace. Bind up those who grieve, especially the Cipherline family, that they may give thanks for the gift of life in a faithful husband, father, and grandfather, and rejoice to receive the promised resurrection on the last day. Lord, in your mercy. Blessed, O Lord, is everyone who is not offended by your Christ. Give us faith to believe his blessed testament. Seek his holy supper for the forgiveness of our sins, the strengthening of our faith, and the confession of your truth with honest hearts in the communion of this altar. Lord, in your mercy. All these things and whatever else you know that we need, grant us, Father, for the sake of him who died and rose again and now lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, 
one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is meet and right so to do. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord. Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, whose way John the Baptist prepared, proclaiming him the promised Messiah, the very Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and calling sinners to repentance, that they might escape from the wrath to be revealed when he comes again in glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For
Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you, body and soul, in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen.
Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. O God the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.
Welcome to the divine service. A few things to highlight today. I want to encourage you to continue to observe our Advent meditations this week. St. John, the Apostle and Evangelist, in the final week of Advent will be St. Thomas, whose feast day falls on that Wednesday the 21st. This morning... Uh, we will begin Bible class as usual with some commentary on the congregation at prayer for the week. But I encourage you to stay. The Sunday school program 